0: successful crowdfunding, how to ask for music rights, and what insurance you can't shoot without. Available on Amazon under Carol Dean and at FromTheHeartProductions.com. Hi and welcome to the Art of Film Funding. I'm your co-host, Claire Papan, along with Carol Dean author of the best-selling book, The Art of Film Funding. Carol is also the founder and president of From the Heart Productions and the host of this show. Our guest, Zachary Irving, is a director and writer of the award-winning indie thriller Nothing Without You. He's been producing and directing film and television for over 20 years, and Zachary has been making documentary programming for such series as the Emmy Award-winning Trauma, Life in the ER on TLC, The First 48 on A&E, and Dallas SWAT on A&E. Zachary studied filmmaking at New York University's Tisch School of the Arts. And Carol, you've known Zachary since 1996 when he won the Roy Dean Film Grant for his documentary American Chain Gang.
1: Yes, that was a great night, wasn't it, Zachary? We had a lot of fun then.
2: Yeah, I'll never forget it. It was a lot of fun. And, um, you know, I benefited so much from our relationship uh, and from what the fund has had given me in my early stages of my career. So many of us have benefited from your guidance and I'd say even your friendship, uh, giving us um, great advice and connecting us with the resources we needed to get started in our career.
1: Thank you so much for that, because that's what we put our time into. It means a lot to hear the success. Well, the thing was that uh, your program, I loved your film, and I loved the way you pitched it. And uh, we were just talking about pitching in the intentional filmmaking class. Everybody is so afraid to pitch, even in classes where I get people uh, to and tr- to work with me to pitch, they don't want to pitch in front of other people, and that's why you won the award. In my mind, you were the winner because of your pitch. You were totally connected to your film, and uh, and you certainly are connected to the new feature that you're doing. Uh, I'm so proud of your winning that award. Tell us the award you won, Zachary.
2: Yeah, well we won a, a prize at the Toronto Independent Film Festival for um our budget category, we won best feature, and we were um also the closing night film at the Twin Cities Film Fest where our lead actress Emily Friedenberg won um a breakthrough performance, breakthrough award for performance in the lead role. Um so it's been um it's been a lot of fun, you know, that passion that um we try to communicate when we pitch our films, it's what carries us through every stage of the uh in the way through the distribution of the film so um was uh that was something I think I learned from you early on is that you know each film has a life of its own and um to really embrace uh the film as it sort of becomes a reality um even if it's a reality that you couldn't imagine um every step of the way having that enthusiasm and communicating it It's been really an essential lesson I've learned.
1: Enthusiasm is a good word. You have to be up on your own film, because if you're not, why should they? I mean, you've got to get people excited about what you're doing, right?
2: I think it's essential. And it's also part of a successful campaign for any film is to communicate what's exciting to you about your film to others, because... um, there's a reason that a spiker invests so much time, energy and money <laughs> a project. It's because there's something there that they um they really are devoted to uh communicating um and creating something that the world should see. And I think it's important um to keep in mind what those things are as you move forward, because those things can be those elements those core elements of your film, Uh, keeping those in mind can carry you through every uh, play and helping you to engage with people that can help you make your film, get your film made,
0: and also Mm -hmm.
2: your potential audience, um, which is uh, what I wanted to talk about today.
1: Right. Um, Exactly. Okay. So um, the core elements of your film. I want to get into that, but first... I I just wanted to uh mention that your uh you'll be your film will soon be available on iTunes and Amazon.
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, our film is going to be um it's already uh, in pre-order at iTunes and if you search uh iTunes under movies our film is called Nothing Without You and it goes live uh for download and rental on March 24th on iTunes and Amazon. Uh it'll also be available on Google Play. We just learned in early April. So we're getting out there, and it's been um, kind of the last step of a long but enjoyable journey for us, and it's really exciting for us to have it available for a wide audience.
1: Okay, I'm just marking that in my calendar. Nothing Without You is March 24th. That's going to be exciting, even though... I've seen it. I've read the script many times, so but I don't want to miss it on Amazon. I think that's going to be wonderful. So um, well, thank, you. thank you. you. You um, I I heard that you have to have a, a sizable uh, number of people on your Facebook page to get onto iTunes. Is that right?
2: Well, it's one of the elements. I mean, I think it's important to, um, to iTunes is kind of the toughest nut to crack. But um the kind of a combination of things. One is having a distributor or an aggregator's which which is what we use to help you get on. But they don't accept every film. Um and uh part of what's important is you know Festival Run is, is good, it adds credibility. Certainly our last film, American Chain Gang, uh has distribution and the social media engagement is, is important too. It gives credibility uh, for for any film, um, no matter what uh, what your goal is for distribution. You know, engaging with an audience is part of what you know. Even the biggest studios, it's the same principle that applies to the independent filmmaker with a very low budget, to uh, the uh, the most um, the biggest budgeted films. Use the same idea that the importance of getting engaging with an audience um promoting your film is extremely important to everyone big budget films many times will use the uh, as much as they spend on the production of the film to promote it many times more than what they spent making the film to promote it so it's a, it's a big a big step to think about along the way is how can you engage the audience that would want to see your film.
1: Exactly. The the comment is that Hollywood is not a movie-making town. Hollywood is a movie-marketing town.
2: That's right. Marketing is so important for filmmakers at every level. And, um, you know, it's easier than ever to engage an audience, but also it's surprisingly difficult to connect with an audience that you um, will hope ultimately would, you know, pay to see your film. Um, you know, and there's the big reason for that is the good news is that it's easier than ever to make a film with a high production value. Um, it's not easy, but it's easier than ever to do that. Um, but because of that, there are so many other good films being released, and just there's an overabundance, uh, for better or worse, of films being released each year. So I think it's important as a filmmaker is when you're making a film, you should apply yourself to make the best film you can, the best film as possible that you can make. But you should also be thinking about how to separate yourself from the pack. You might think of many thousands of films being made at the same time yours is, and you need to think about what's unique in your film uh, in every step of the way and think about defining what those core assets are. That Those core assets might be something at the beginning of your film and then they might be something that's developed along the, the way of production and post-production that's unique and um, something you kind of want to celebrate uh, about your film that you can communicate enthusiastically to a potential audience.
1: Well said. Right. So let's talk. talk to me some more about these core assets and and tell me, you know, how you would y- use these assets to find your paying audience?
2: Sure, of course. I mean, you, you should think about, you know, what is unique about your film. And, um, you know, there's um, exposure, you know, has a great value, the value of of expose, exposure and promotion of your film. It's similar to um, a financial currency. It has value. It's... Um, it's a, a resource that is finite. It can um, it can build upon itself. And you can pay d- dividends. So for interfil- inter- indie filmmakers, um, you need to think about what is unique that you can celebrate and promote about your film, and your core assets are could be anything from the performance in your film, the genre, a unique approach to telling a story. Um, the subject matter film, if it's topical, uh, you know, elements that make the film unique and whatever you think is outstanding about your film, make a list of them and um, connect with an audience that, you know, values those same things. For our film, American Chain Gang, the first one, it was about um, people being incarcerated in forced labor um, prison programs. So, that was a little easier for us to define what elements separated it because it was the only feature in which um, it focused a uh, documentary feature that focused on the subject, modern chain games. Our film nothing without you it's an indie indie psychological thriller, and we compared it to early on what other films films that were out there that had similar qualities. Our film focuses on a female lead. Who's fully dimensionalized and our fully dimensional lead character uh, who has a um, perspective on reality that's brought into question? So, we looked at films that had similar approaches to the genre of a psychological thriller, suspense thriller, such as Memento, um, The Sixth Sense, and The Machinist. Those, of course, were films that had higher budgets, but uh, we looked at what audience would like those kind of films. We also looked at people who would enjoy seeing a female lead character who is at the center of a story and not a romantic interest, but someone who in each scene really drives the action and um is uh someone I think is a dynamic character who really um you know t- puts a twist on the genre in a way. So we also have a plot that is driven by plot twists, and this is um a genre that has a long history in Hollywood. So we drew upon people who like thrillers, people who enjoy watching um a rich story with the main character uh who is uh you know a, a woman in in a in a film that uh, is i think um, you know a complex character at the center. And then we looked at also people who just like watching independent films. And we looked at resources we could get to connect with our audience, such as social media, um, hashtags of films similar to the ones we like, also blogs and websites that focus on especially independent film. And during the the um, film festival run and our screen series run, um, Nothing beats connecting with people directly and asking them after they've seen a the film what elements that they liked about about it, and uh, that helped us really kind of refine the uh, the ideas of what our core assets were. But you should always be thinking about what is unique, what resonates with your audience, and what separate your your film from all the others.
1: Definitely, because there's a lot. Of, there are a lot of films being made now, but it, we also have this explosion. Of the need for product, don't you see that working in our favor? As long as you have a good script to start with, right? That's right, and
2: it's um, absolutely there, there's a hunger for for content for sure. And That's a really good thing. There's just so many more outlets, and people have sophisticated tastes. They like um, films of almost you know of any genre, but there's an ocean of content there and we have the same problem that any film production company would have, which is how do we separate our film and how do we connect and engage with an audience that will want to watch our film. So these are the things that um that's the same problem that has always existed. But the <laughs> the thing that's working in our favor is it's easier to get our film out there, um, but it's um a little bit more of a competitive even though that there's more <laughs> even though there's more venues uh, to share your film with you can still kind of get lost in the um the multitude of of options of films to watch, so, um you just need to be thinking about what is unique about your film and see a way to um highlight that in connecting with your audience
1: exactly. well, thank you for all the tips that you gave us about how how you outlined your film um because that's really the most important thing. You you have to market your own film. They they expect you at iTunes and Amazon and other places. They expect you to drive people to those sites to see your film, don't they?
2: Sure. You know you get onto iTunes through a distributor or an aggregator. Um, we went with an aggregator, and an aggregator uh, does not promote film. That's up to you, or you hire a publicist to do it. But even if you have a distributor. Uh, as we did with our last film, American Chain Gang. Yeah, your direct engagement with an audience is extremely important, and it drives sales. It drives traffic to uh, to websites that either sell your film or promote your film. But, you know, think of the promotion of your film, having its own value, a value into itself, which is you're promoting the product of your film. You're also promoting yourself as an artist. You're promoting the people that work with you in that film. Um, and you know, it's really hard to get attention for a film, even even a you know festival winner. Uh, there's a short attention span in the audience um, that has so many options for films to watch. So you need to be proactive the entire time. And I would say, even during um, pre-production, uh, think about things that you can present. Think about what you can have as your promotional campaign. Elements, visual elements, um, take photographs as soon as you can, uh, visual uh, elements that you can share to tell the story of the making of your film. Because that's part of what you're communicating is what was the process you used to make the film. Because a lot of people who like filmmaking want to see the process and they want to see how you got to a certain point, how you got your film made. Um, exactly. It kind of enriches,
1: enriches You are so right. I want to interrupt you and say that. When we were working on our website, we started asking, we have hundreds of filmmakers who are physically sponsored by us, and we said to them, send us some production stills. Are you kidding? They they weren't taking photos of the production. I mean, they're when they're on the set or when they're taking an interview, they didn't get all these stills, and this is what we want to see, so more production stills. It's very important.
2: It's easy to forget because you're putting so much effort into, you know, creating the images that are part of your film. But the thing is everybody has an iPhone or a, um, a camera phone or um, even better, you know, an SLR camera. It's very inexpensive these days. Taking these images are extremely, extremely important. And I would say start during production, starting during pre-production, you know, during tape when you do table reads of so your narrative film or when you do research for your documentary you know, documenting this, if nothing else, could be part of your what used to be D V D extras now would be supplemental con- supplemental content on your um of your film. You know, you're you're documenting the making of and I think so many people who are um consumers of independent film, lower budget film, are also interested in the story not just that you're sharing, but the story of making your film. That's an added thing that really enriches yeah, enriches the experience of of watching the film. You want people to sort of um you know, that's one of the core assets is how did you get the film made? And uh you know, have giving people an option to be able to see that some way is extremely important. You know, social media is it's a visual medium. <laughs> you know, we're it's sharing right. uh images. Even in Twitter it's extremely important to have that and people engage a lot more with it. They can identify you know, you and your team as artists that way.
1: Yes, exactly. These are really good tips, Zachary. Thank you very much. So um, let's go over these five steps to a successfully engaged promotional campaign. The first is to identify the core assets. So- yes.
2: Yeah, there are five steps, and I'm going to go over them real quickly. And I'll, and I'll get into a little more, bit more detail. But, yeah, they're, they're involved. The first is identifying the core assets. The second is highlighting these core assets. The third is connecting with an audience, with people who value those assets. The fourth is exposing those core assets. And the five is repeat the process. So I'll start with the first. And the reason we repeat is this is a, a creative um, process, just like any other, where there's trial and error. There's your initial ideas, and then they're refined over time and experience. So, um, you know, see it as, as as an artist does, as a creative endeavor that can yield um, results uh, to, to further develop as an artist and your product, your film. So I'll start with the first, identifying the core assets. We went into that a little bit, but identify what is unique about your film what resonates with your target audience and what separates your film from all the others. Those are questions you should be asking yourself. they will help separate you from the pack. You know, it can be, um, the talent, the, um, artists in your film or the subjects of your film. It could be your story It could be the performances in the film. It could be the subject matter. <laughs> it could be a genre or it could be, a, you know, unique approach to the story. Um, the viewpoint. What is you know? What are the things you can highlight about your film that are unique? Also, what is it, what arena is it in? <laughs> Ie, like if it's a it's a genre film, if it's a horror film, or it's a documentary. In that world, what is it similar to, and how does it compare, contrast from something that people can know is and have as a known quantity in their mind? You know, it's not the worst thing in the world is to a successful model, but then think about what in comparison. Separate your film from something that people already know. So identifying your core assets would be the first step. The second step is highlighting these assets. And everything you do, we talked about this bef- just earlier, is everything you do when you communicate about your project, hit those points, and it's going to bring people who are potentially interested in you to your to your film and think of new ways to package these assets. So, for example, in American Chain Gang, our film was about uh, prisoners and corrections officers uh, before, during, and after the release from these controversial programs. And this was something this access had been never granted to a feature filmmaker before, and the stories that they told were quite unique. It was also easy to think of ways to package this because um, this has a very um, deep uh, historical connection um, as it the chain gangs many people argued were holdovers from uh, the slave l- slavery and the slave labor base was re- was replaced by the chain gangs in the late 1800s to mid 20th century. So comparing what historically um, the chain gangs had a very dark page I would argue in history to what was happening now was a kind of a, a short way of explaining what our film was about and something that was unique. Um, so, this film, Nothing Without You, what we try to, to package in this, this is a film that, like the um, others I mentioned, like The Man of Six Sense, The Machinist, um, brings into question the viewpoint of our main character. Um, you know, we compared this film, but it's an indie film that's made on a modest budget that embraces sort of a veritas, uh that um, has um, these other films have male leads. This is a female that's uh, dimensionalized and um uh and keeps you uh keeps you guessing through the story. So those were some of the assets that we uh we highlighted in both those films. Thirdly, connecting with people who value those best. so I would say start organiz- conversations with potential audiences, organizations, blogs, anyone who represents and serves the community or the fan base that you're looking for. And um this There is, you know, basically uh, a chance to test out what is resonating, um, what you're identifying as your core assets, and seeing if it's kind of resonating with that community. The fourth thing is exposing your core assets. Feature what you have and give people a sense of how those assets are used in your project. This is a chance to tease and intrigue your potential audience. Developing a transmedia campaign. Uh, establishing a strong social media presence, and writing compelling press releases are essential. And transmedia is um, kind of a a fun way to engage an audience. Basically, transmedia is a short way of explaining what that is, is what DVD extras used to be. (laughs) Basically, short-form projects that um, explore the world of your film, um, fake news articles, things that give the viewer who... Uh, give a a sense of the world of your film for engagement um, without actually seeing the content of your film. So for Nothing Without You, we created a website called jenniferstidger.com. Jennifer is the main character of our film. If you go to that website, you can see these videos we made, these fake um, sessions, therapy sessions that the character had that give you backstory to the character. Uh, We also did a campaign video for Um, one of the characters or a a film is running for mayor. So these are opportunities for people to sort of take a look at the world of your film and um, just kind of have fun with them. But don't forget the fundamentals of promotion, which is essentially good writing and writing a good, compelling press release. They can identify those core assets. And then finally, repeat. (laughs) Go through all these uh, steps and modify them as you go, um, especially uh, when you understand the importance of keeping the message out there. Because for any kind of film, it can take a long time for you to get to the final um, stop on the station, which is distribution. So as you go through these steps, see what's working and build on them.
1: Exactly. Oh, that's so well uh, described. Thank you very much. We've got those. Uh, and, yes, it's just the repetition. Now, I uh, took a class and they in feature film marketing, and they said, that the trailers in the in the theater. If you see a trailer four times, the chances are you probably won't be back to see the film. But the magic number seems to be six to eight times. If you see it that many times, you'll definitely be in there to see it. It's the repetition <laughs> that works. Amazing. I gotta write that down. Six to eight times. That's good. Eight times, and you've got them. Right. So, um, you did a good job. You were explaining what separates your film from the others, and because yours was a thriller, um, you you worked for the main character's grasp of reality is brought into question. So, you want to tell us any more about that section?
2: Yeah, so, one of the things I like about thrillers, and one of the reasons I, I made this film is because I enjoy um, the experience of watching a film where, You're just not sure about what's going to happen next. And you're just not sure about the character you're identifying with, if that character is, in this case, um, sane or insane or guilty or innocent of a murder of which he's accused. And the challenge in making the film was how do we also keep this person consistently uh, empathetic, likable, and someone you pull for no matter what? So, we had a lot of fun writing the script um Emily Friedenberg and the cast around her did a magnificent job of um working with these characters and their interaction to create this interplay that drives the film so that was um that was a lot of fun for us, and that's part of the um experience that we try to communicate you know I think building your brand as a as a
0: as an artist.
2: Uh, and part of your, what you promote is your brand as a filmmaker, and you want to communicate to the world, um, or at least a fan base that you try to get, is what is motivating you and your team to make this film? Because the film itself, watch it, that's that's the end goal, but how do you get people to um, identify with the brand of your film, the brand of you as an artist, the brand of, you and your team for you and want to see what you've created uh, on this project and others. And that's uh, extremely important to kind of articulate to yourself. And, uh, you know, this is something you can talk with your your creative team about, you know, what is, what's our brand? What can we show in making this film and our our body of work even moving forward is, you know, how do we present who we are as artists, take pictures, um, and think about how you want to communicate the brand of your film through promoting it every step of the way.
1: Every step is very important. Well, uh, but I want to commend you on the script because um, I will tell everybody. I I read I think the second uh, rewrite, second revision, and then I read the thirtieth, and then I read the fifty-second, and I love. <laughs> That you never gave up. You kept working on that script, and you and you sprinkled it with just enough clues, so you felt like you had an idea of who it might be, but you weren't sure. And this is exactly what I like in a good thriller. I, I need clues, but don't tell me too much. You know, I want to find it out myself. And I and I never did with your film. It was great. Well, thanks.
2: You know that's also an example of how encouraging you are. I appreciate you reading a few drafts over the years uh, and seeing um, being a, uh, an advocate for my film um, throughout uh, the different phases of pre-production in, into distribution. So your your support um, you know breathe uh, a lot of life into both these projects. So thank you so much, Carol.
1: You're welcome. I really loved it, and this is what it takes because you have a fantastic script, and that's what they want. that's what they want. Well, okay. Um, I wanted you to tell me why you took an aggravator over doing it yourself. Did you find it sure. beneficial?
2: Yeah, you know, um, we did um, the first film. We had uh, two distributors, and um, it was great process. They help you get the press. Um, They get it out to the world. But I think on this film, it made more sense for us to go with an aggregator for a couple of reasons. One is your your revenue share is you expect it to be higher, and you can also drive the success of your film directly. Um, They don't provide um, opportunities to promote your film, but this is a great time to use what you would be taking out of the uh you know share the revenue you might get back that could be a huge cut and it can actually prevent you from seeing any revenue from distributor that is the promotional cost of your film if you take it upon yourself to do then that's more of the revenue you'll see so um we thought for for this film um having an aggregator seems to be a production model that is extremely appealing to us, and it's been a trend for uh friends of ours that are filmmakers that are putting their films out into the world, uh you know, even pretty pretty uh much bigger budgeted films to um to share to an audience. I wonder what that trend's gonna be in the next few years. Aggregators have the same ability to get you on platforms that distributors do, and you know, they take a little less money, a lot less money. Sometimes they take uh no money and you give them an upfront fee for putting you on a platform so we thought this was a great opportunity for us to to go into that production model we'll see you know we'll see how it turns out but so far um we're happy with the platforms we've been getting on
1: well um and what about foreign are you thinking of that
2: yeah it's um something to do through a few different platforms iTunes requires a translation but you can submit to other territories we're going to be submitting to the U.K., New Zealand, and other English territories, looking at a translation for um, Spanish, Portuguese, and German to share with those markets as well. But you can also do it with paywalls such as VHX and Vimeo where you can decide which territories yourself you want to share the film with. And this is a good opportunity to see or use the same idea of promoting your film, trial and error, and seeing which territories respond to your film. If you have an audience... Uh, overseas that may uh, connect with your film, you might want to provide it different, more than one platform in that story. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so it's it's kind of um, it's kind of exciting to have a lot of options, you know, to share your film through different platforms. And there's you know, there's paywalls, there's advertised forms that you get paid on, the, like Hulu on how many ads play during your film. And those are sort of like probably your maybe your second or third tier of release, um, you know, beyond uh, iTunes, Google, uh, and Amazon. So um, it's kind of interesting. You can see in a few months how well your film is doing on these platforms.
1: Okay. Well, l- let me just ask you why... Uh when they say you uh, you have to translate your film and uh what does that mean? Do you have to put subtitles or do you uh how do you translate the film? what is
2: tell sure. us you would use it yeah, I mean I haven't done it yet, but I know for iTunes we had a closed caption uh file for Google Play is the same thing, and for itunes for for markets, you'll need to have that closed caption uh track uh translated into the language um uh, for which, you know, for the territory you're going to be, um, into. so um, I would uh, look for translation services when we figure out which territories we're interested in for, for iTunes. I'm not quite sure what the other platforms use, um, but that's been, iTunes is, you know, probably one of the more, more um, palatable and, um, uh, you know, probably one of the most, more interesting platforms to be on internationally.
1: Great. Yes, it's the most uh, talked about. I think it's the most respected at this point. Well, I don't know. Amazon is taking over the world, so. It's,
2: yeah. <laughs> well, it's cool to
1: see. So com- competition
2: he- is good, right? I mean, it's nice because there's more than one platform for us that's can seen as a major force globally. You know, Google's no slouch either, right? So, <laughs> having um having all three, I think, is good for us. I mean, in a way, you know, there's. There used to be one way people would consume content, it would be VHS and it would be D V D and you know, home video. Well now it's not clear um who the the leader is going to be, but um, you know, getting on all three platforms is probably pretty important. Let's not forget YouTube, um and you know, Vimeo is is becoming a force as well. And VHX is uh, a law service. So, um, in a way it would be you know, it's, it's a benefit in there's one you know major platform that you need to be on uh and then that's it, but we'll see and wait and see and see which also which platform is um the most popular for your film, so we're in a position where we're gonna see which where you know where's our where's our film perform best and that's um that's kind of fun we'll have to see in a couple months, which well, is um
1: you But you were able to get on to iTunes with the non exclusive, so it was okay to get on Amazon too. Is that right?
2: Yeah, it's I don't think there's I haven't heard of any exclusive deals on seeing most films get released on all three platforms. Um we'll see if that I hope that's remains the case, but fortunately iTunes does not require exclusivity. And by the way, aggregators do not require exclusivity either. You just go with them for the platforms you choose. Obviously you can't go to Amazon on more than one aggregator, but you can choose Google Play on one aggregator let's say, and iTunes on another. Um, But then there's a lot of complexity. You know, you're going to get reports from different companies, and it might be a little difficult to to track down. But But what what I would recommend is talk to other filmmakers about their experiences working with distributors or aggregators before you make a decision. You know, try to find other titles that are being released for them and see what their experience is like that can help you make your decision.
1: Right. Okay, well, let me just, do you have to be careful to of overexposing your film project? Is there such a thing?
2: I'm sorry, I couldn't catch that. Do you have to be careful to overexpose? I said
1: no, just... you have to be careful not to overexpose your project, or is there such a sure. thing? A-
2: yeah, I think so. You know, you've you got it's a. It's. Nobody. You want to put your your brand and you want to connect with an audience, but you don't want to overdo it. Nobody wants to be spammed, of course. So you know, be judicious about um, you know how you share your your emails, your your posts. Um, you know, there's. It's, Interesting, you mentioned seeing a trailer six to eight times. I wonder what the if you see it eight to you know multiples of ten, <laughs> how that might um, you know you might have some overexposure there. But you know, just like anything, um, you know, think of your film as a business, and um, you know, be smart about how you how you connect. And when you connect with people, usually you'll get some feedback. You know um, how they're re how it's resonating with them. So very
1: important. She's common to people- sense. Yeah. So, um, all right. So you told me you were in, uh, you did very well with your film festivals, and these were some important organizations that you were able to connect with?
2: You know, for for this film, we, um, the festivals were really helpful to us in connecting with an audience, and also proponents for our film. Um, uh, Toronto Independent Film Festival, they invited us back to screen a second time, which really miss the uh, the closing film for their film festival um, the uh, and you know there are also uh, film festivals um, will do many times shout outs once you are reach a point where you're distributing your film the Twin Cities Film Fest has always been a big
0: proponent um, um, in their
2: you know, film festival that's definitely nice um, but also you know reach out follow what I would say is look at models for um films that are that are doing well that kind of uh represent what you want to do and see how they're promoting themselves we see which platforms they're on which blogs they're on look at in you know, certain look at indie Wire, look at way too indie um Film Wax, blogs and uh podcasts like Film Wax radio and your your podcast as well listen and watch and see films that are there how they're being presented, which film festivals are in. And keep track, do your research and see which um films how they're being marketed and promoted, seeing what what they're doing and um and make notes.
1: Well, this is really important. So, Zachary, how how many people did you have helping you with the social media?
2: So, uh, my producer part producing partner Rick Santos has been instrumental in the success of getting our um I think we're up to close to 29,000 Facebook followers and um, Twitter is doing pretty well and um, we're doing, I think, pretty well on Instagram. i have to check. But um, he's been really helpful in identifying, you know, what sticks, what imagery we should use, how we should use the core assets. Um, You want to make sure also that you slowly reveal, slowly release your content. You don't, in my opinion, you want to have... It's a long tail of, of getting your film out there. So we've been kind of sharing imagery and content and videos in a way that has been consistent, but not too, uh, not too. We don't want to um, too much content out there too fast. So we have kind of planned, you know, read and and content that we release on social media um, up until a few months after the distribution of our film
1: great that's good planning well let me ask you with hbo and cbs creating their own downloads for video on demand um do you think others will do it and is that going to be the new model or what
2: yeah i think i think that's seems to be the case that you know basically everyone's looking at um that produ- that being the, the model of distribution is you know internet based um digital distribution for content And, you know, it's an exciting time for that. I mean, I I think that um, it's probably important to think about your content and being ready to have it on, you know, certainly 1080p um, is important right now. But these other, um, you know, in the future you might want to think about how you can get your film on 2K even 4K because these standards for the uh, Internet-based distribution the resolution may only, probably is only going to go up. So, <laughs> when you if you shoot your film in 4K, try to master in 4K, um, or if you can up your your material, um, because it seems to be that you know the content resolution is only going to go up. But that's a side note. I think it is exciting that you know these um, the companies are by the way who are big players in the cable industry are finding ways to get their material by circumventing the cable. Platform and it says to me that um, the way we consume content is going to be on multiple devices and I'm um, be interesting to see when Apple TV Apple releases their TV device because I don't know much about it but it seems like it's going to be sort of what the iPhone was to the smartphone industry a way that uh, it's a hybrid device assuming what would probably be cable content before and I assume what would be an internet based uh, device. So, yeah, it's good to be on. That's why we thought Apple iTunes would be a good platform to be on because um, they seem to be innovators and whenever they uh, approach a, uh industry like television or film, they seem to be uh, pretty heavy hitters, if not dominators in the industry. But we'll see. I don't know. I'm we'll see. It's so exciting.
1: <laughs> it so exciting. Um so um, I was just thinking that writing for low budgets is with brilliant stories. I think that's critical now. Uh, if you can write a script, maybe five locations or less, and put your money into uh, into stars because actors are working for less money now, uh, and it's it all starts with a good script, and you can attach your actors and directors. So what what do you think about that?
2: sure i mean i think you no, what no matter what um you should be thinking about being economical in your in your production um budget and seeing how you can get the most for what you spend your production for on and now more than ever i think it's been it's much easier to tackle the challenge of making a low budget film with high production value because of the technology uh, because you don't necessarily need a large crew um to to light a scene and you can see right away what it looks like um the equipment is is high value you know high production equipment is it's very accessible to people everywhere and that's good but um you know you you've got to think about um putting your production dollars in front of your camera and while you're doing it start thinking about step 1 which is think about what's unique about your project while you're developing and producing it and, again, we should take photos <laughs> um, during that process. You know, while you're casting, while you're, you know, thinking of your strategies while you're shooting, just think about step one. And, you know, certainly it is an exciting, more exciting time than ever to make a film because it's so accessible. But think about marketing that film early on.
1: Thank you. Uh, thank you so much. That's exactly what I believe and I teach. So uh, tell me how people can find you. Well, um
2: our film, as you mentioned before, is gonna be on the it's on the iTunes store now. Uh it is nothing without you. You can pre order today. It gets released on March twenty fourth. It'll be on Amazon and it'll be on Google Play in early April. Um Better can follow the film on Facebook.com dot slash nothing without you film. That's Facebook.com NothingWithoutYouFilm. Nothing Without You Film. We're um approaching twenty nine thousand Followers, and we use it to share news about the film on a regular basis.
1: Zachary, 29,000 followers. Congratulations. Thank you. That's quite a feat. Wow. And and for people who are looking for more to know more about you and your production services, uh, your email address is what.
2: Yeah, I'm at Zachary at Chain Gang Pictures. That's our production company named after our first film, American Chain Gang. So that's X A C K E R Y at Chain Gang Pictures, one word dot com. And I'm also on Twitter, Zachary at Zachary Irving, one word, X A C K E R Y I R V I N G.
1: That's fantastic. Thank you for sharing all this information. And I know I speak for hundreds of filmmakers who are going to really find this important to them. It's a shock to most filmmakers to think they really have to market their film, but that's the <laughs> only way, isn't it?
2: Well, if you just think about what excited you, what made this film exciting to you in the first place, and keep that in mind throughout the process, throughout the whole process, it can be a lot of fun and, and not uh, such a daunting task. Carol, it was <laughs> really great talking with you. Hearing your voice, uh, you know, makes me uh, so happy. And I think about um, all the great times we've had over the years talking about filmmaking. And uh it's a real pleasure to to talk with you today.
1: Same here. I miss the Saint James the Saint James Club. I miss the New York.
2: Uh, <laughs> well, uh what, we'll have to get together very soon, I hope, in person. Yes. Great to see you, Carol.
1: Uh great to see you in the future. Thank you so much. Thank you, Claire. Thanks for having me. For the
0: show. Yes, you're welcome. And uh I really enjoyed the conversation, Zari. Learned a lot and uh I just, I can't tell you how much uh, we all appreciate the wisdom that you share.
2: Thanks, Claire. for really appreciate being on. Thank you.
0: All right. Okay. Take care, everyone. Bye. Be well.